When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Believe, Australia's only paranormal and UFO podcast. If you've had an encounter, email me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or call our hotline. It's open 24 hours, 7 days a week. The number is 02-8405-7941. You can follow us online on Facebook under Believe UFO or on our website ccradio.com.au forward slash believe. Welcome to the very first episode of Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. I'm your host, Cade Moyer, and we are making this podcast to raise awareness of the strange and the unknown happenings that is going on in Australia today. So if you have had an encounter, please call our hotline. The number is 028405. 7941. If you've missed that number, we will have it in our show notes, on our Facebook page, and on our website. Our first call on tonight's episode just so happens to be our very first call in ever. This call is a quick one and comes in from Rachel from my home state of Queensland. Hi, my name is Rachel. I'm from Queensland. Um, this would have happened about 26 years ago. Um, I was asleep as a child in my bed. Um, I was having a horrible dream. Uh, I woke up because I heard somebody whisper, wake up. And when I looked around my room, I saw my grandmother sitting next to my bed. And she said, it's okay, darling. It was just a dream. The only problem with this is that my grandma died before I was born. 
so that's my story um yeah thanks for listening i guess thank you for calling in rachel that truly sounds like a haunting experience especially at such a young age it's not uncommon to hear stories just like this where a child can see something that isn't quite there i'm curious though was that simply a dream that you had as a young child or was it something else i'd love to hear if you've had any other encounters with your grandmother after this but nonetheless thank you for your call For our next story, we are taking a trip across the country to Perth, where our caller Glenn has had a unique spiritual UFO encounter. Hello, my name is Glenn Harrigan, and I live in Perth, Western Australia, in the southern suburbs near the coastline. And roughly about a year ago, I was just meditating in the water, as I do on a regular basis around summertime. And um, yeah, just calling on the ancestors in, in my um, belief system. And I just asked them for them to show themselves and they did. They showed up in a um, circular metal sphere, which um, turned from one one sphere to two and the three and back to one and then vanished straight away. Um, the feeling I got from that was just out of this world, you know. I was, um, Something you ne- never dreamed of, but um, yeah, so I'd share that story with you and uh, hopefully it encourages other people to do similar things. Cheers. Bye. Thank you, Glenn, for taking the time to share your encounter. It appears as though you have had quite the humbling experience with your belief system. Could this have been a result of a freak weather event? Or was it something not quite from this world communicating with you? Regardless of what it was, it truly is an amazing experience. Thank you for your call, Glenn. Our next call comes from regional New South Wales. Now Joe, who informs me that this is not his real name, wishes to remain anonymous and has had multiple encounters with a Bigfoot. Or, as we would say here in Australia, a Yowie, as named by the Australian Aboriginals. Now please note, Joe has also requested that we mask his voice. My name's Joe, and I'm from regional New South Wales. I'm calling because I want to talk about an encounter that I had when I was a younger child. I was visiting my grandpa and I noticed he had these really, really interesting but quite terrifying, um, I guess you would call them almost masks, but they seemed far too realistic to be something that you can buy from a, from a store. And I remember they were, I guess the best way to explain what they were, it was like they were Bigfoot masks, like Yeti masks, because I remember he had two that were quite different. One was 
white and the other was kind of brownish grey but much smaller. Um, I remember picking these masks up and they were heavy. It was almost like they had bone in them. So to this day I, I still believe that these masks were were real of a of a real creature. I, I just can't explain any other way. And my my grandfather recently passed away and I remember asking my mother if I could have these masks and she knew nothing of them. She thought I was um <laughs> she thought I was kind of crazy actually to be talking about them, but I remember these masks so vividly and they they shook me to my core. Um, and I don't know if this was a dream or not, but I remember being with my grandpa and he's showing me these masks and where he lived was um it was it was kind of isolated. And he showed me these um, paper bark trees outside of his his house, and for the life of me, I swear I saw a yeti up this tree. And I'll never forget that look that it gave me. And he told me I needed to be careful and not go outside at night. Now, like I can't remember if this was a dream, but. Even now, this this sends shivers down my spine just thinking of it. Um, I want to know if anyone out there has had any experiences, or if anyone out there even has these masks. Um, if if someone has, can someone please call in, and maybe we can connect and see if they are the same because I'd really love to to get my hands back onto these masks and perhaps find out more. Um, yeah, thanks. Thank you for calling in, Joe. Now, it's hard to tell what is real and what might be a dream in this encounter, but one thing is for sure is that it seems Joe's grandfather might have got his hands onto something quite interesting. Now, it's unclear of what his grandfather did for work, but I have heard of taxidermists working on Bigfoot heads over in the United States. Now, as for the head's location, if anyone out there has seen these, please email me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au. Our next encounter comes from Tracy, who lives in Townsville. Now, Tracy was on a fishing trip and caught something a little unexpected. Yeah, hi. My name's Tracy. I'm actually in Townsville now, but I used to live down at um, Maxville in New South Wales on the mid-north coast. My husband and I decided to go uh, fishing one night, and it's out near... um, 
South West Rocks, um, Jerseyville, and there's a big bridge that you go over. Well, anyway, we used to go there and um, fish for the whole night. So we'd, we'd um, get in our canoe and we'd, you know, row over there to the middle pylon of the bridge and because it's really good light, lighting from the lights up above. Anyway, my husband was fishing for some um, live bait while I was down the other end towards the mouth of the river and um, I threw in my line, which, you know, was kind of towards under the bridge and then because the tide was going out, so I was actually you know, going with the line out with the current. Anyway, um, I don't know how long I'd actually been um, standing there for, but it what it was dark. It was one, about one thirty in the morning, and um, uh, you could still see, like, it wasn't a full moon, full moon, but it was actually um, where you could still see the tree lines. But it was pretty dark, but you could see the tree lines. Anyhow. I don't know how long I'd been staring out around that area for, but all of a sudden, in in the distance, in the water, a big, beautiful, light blue ring, uh, sorry, dark blue ring um, lit up in the water, and I was kind of staring at it, mesmerised by it, wasn't really thinking too much of it, um, and then not sure how long after, but um, a really big, light blue um like a fluoro blue lit up around the darker blue ring and um i was actually yeah still staring at it but not really thinking too much of it and it was almost like a trance type of feeling because there was nothing running through my mind at the time i wasn't thinking about anything just staring at this light anyhow um i've snapped out of it and kind of looked up but out of the corner of my eye to the left um, there was a house over there. There was this, I don't know what it was. I know I've seen something. I yelled out to my husband and I looked at it and it just went really, really quick. It just flashed out of sight. Um, I'm not really sure what I saw, but I know I saw something. And I have heard that um, other people have witnessed um, sightings around that area. Um, yeah, so that's my story. And actually, I'm always looking up in the sky, but I'm... <laughs> kind of scared if I do see something again but fascinated if I do anyhow that's my story and thank you for listening bye thank you for taking the time to share your encounter Tracy listening to your encounter it sounds like you have experienced a USO and a UFO when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. At the same time. For those who don't know what a USO is, it's an unidentified, submerged object, as opposed to the well-known, unidentified flying object. This truly is an amazing encounter, Tracy, and thank you for your call. Our next call is from Max, from Parts Unknown whose son may have painted a premonition with some ongoing effects. 
Hello, it's Max Tate here. My son, Dion, passed away in 1996 with a tumor on his brain. <clears throat> he was born in 1967, quiet personality and a natural artist. In 1988, Dion did a painting depicting a humanoid monster on some other planet tearing crystals out of the ground when a missile from space strikes the rear of his brain, <coughs> cerebellum, and blows it to pieces. Dion was unaware at the time that he would die of a brain tumor in that exact spot on his brain in 1996. <coughs> after, after undergoing years of medical attention, Dion, who believed that consciousness cannot be extinguished by death, as consciousness transcends time, died, <clears throat> giving us the thumbs up signal as if he was saying, he's off to a new and great adventure. Three days later, Dion's aunt, who was an atheist in New Zealand, was working for a publishing company from home typing the second half of a novel in which the main character's name was also Dion. The work was sent to the publisher on a disc and was returned with a note attached saying, every time you type the word Dion, there was an empty space. Computer experts have studied the phenomena and claimed it's impossible. His auntie, Linda, exclaimed, if it was to happen to anyone, I'm honored it happened to me. Other events have occurred since Dion's departure to the astral dimension, such as myself waking up regularly at 11.11 p.m. and Dion's half-sister, my daughter, stating one morning that Dion took a far ride in his hands during a dream wearing a silver suit, and she could even feel the warmth of his hands. <clears throat> I can transmit a photo of the painting Dion did. I have it on my mobile phone. I can send it to another mobile phone number, but I'm not very computer savvy. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Thank you for your call, Max and I am truly sorry for your loss. It sounds like your son Dion has left quite the mark with his creativity. I haven't heard of an experience quite like this ever before, so I wish to thank you for letting me share it to the world. And if anyone out there has experienced something quite like this, please call in and share it. Our final call of the night is a long one, and it's going to give you some chills. This one is sent in by Nick from Melbourne. Hi guys. It was back in about 1998 and I'd moved into a flat in East Melbourne with a girlfriend of mine. And um, after a couple of weeks we were living there, we, we had a, it was a, on the first floor. After a couple of um, weeks we were living there, I'd come home from work, which um, I used to come home at about four o'clock every afternoon and my girlfriend she'd come home at about 5 30 in the afternoon 
So uh, I was in the building industry and I was filthy dirty like I always was. So I jumped in the shower and when I've turned the taps on, I could hear music coming from the lounge room. And my first thought was, well, you know, my girlfriend's come home. So I finished my shower and I noticed that when I turned the taps off, I couldn't hear the music anymore, but I didn't think much of it. But when I came out of the shower and went into the lounge room expecting to find my girlfriend, she's not there. I thought, well, that's weird. So the next night, same things happened. I've jumped in the shower and I could hear music and I couldn't tell you what song it was. It was just like bass and drums. What the bloody hell is that? So I've turned the taps off and then I couldn't hear anything. So I've turned the taps back on, the water's running, and a couple of moments later, the music came back on and, and I swear it sounded like the stereo in our lounge room, in the flat. So I quickly turned the taps off and ran out, dripping wet, into the lounge room and no music, nothing's going on. Well, that's bloody weird. I thought I'm going crazy. So about a week later, it was about eight o'clock at night, and I had my um, back to a wall that was adjacent to a glass door and glass window that was floor to ceiling that led you out onto a balcony because we were on the first floor. It was a really small little balcony where you could have a cigarette if you wanted to, which I used to do. Anyway, my girlfriend was approaching me and said, hey, Nick, have you noticed anything weird happening since we've moved in here? And as soon as she said it, I swear to God, the door handle that I was only half a metre away from turned backwards and forwards about 10 times and then the window that was next to it had a window winder with a chain that pushes the window out did about 20 rotations so fast but the window didn't open it was just the handle that was turning it freaked me out right I'm getting goosebumps talking about it right now my girlfriend comes up to me like a scared cat with her claws out and digs them into me and goes did you just see that you know it was like oh my god I said, look, let's not talk about it. I've heard if you talk about these things, you give it energy. So let's not talk about it. We've signed a lease. We're here for a year. Bloody hell, we can't do anything about it. Something's obviously living here. So anyway, I don't know, six months or something went past, and I had a mate of mine. He'd come over for a couple of drinks, and it was about 12 o'clock one night, and we're saying goodbye to him. We're standing in the lounge room, and we used to have a glass door that separated the lounge room to the bedrooms, the two bedrooms that we had and the bathroom. Anyway, for some reason, we brought it up. Oh, you know, something's living here. You know, we've got something living here. And as soon as we started talking about it, oh, my God, the glass door started to open, right? And it was like it was being pushed. It wasn't a smooth open. It was like a gradual where it opened and stopped and opened a bit more and stopped and opened a bit more, like someone was pushing it. And we all stopped talking with our mouths open, looking at this this door opening. It was like, are you kidding me? Anyway... All of a sudden, we, 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 I broke the silence and said, look, mate, you've got to go. You've got to go home. You know, we've got to go to bed. I've got to go, get up. we got to work. I don't want to talk about it anymore. You know, we just saw what we saw. He said, no, Nick, I've got to tell you something, man. I've got to tell you. What? And he said, it, it said peace. You know, my ear opened up and I heard peace. But it sound, sounded like as if it was like someone that had like brain damage or something. It didn't speak clearly. Oh, I'm like, that's weird. What, what the freaking hell are you talking about? Anyway, there's a few other things that happened whilst with there. I won't bore you with that. Just little minor things. But after three years, myself and my girlfriend's use-by date, you know, the, the relationship had come up. You know, we, we decided that we'd break up. So I was looking for somewhere else to live. And I'm going through the local paper and I'm looking for share accommodation. And I come across this bloke, you know, that's in the paper. He's advertising for a room. So I ring it up. 
And I get talking to this bloke, and he, he literally lives around the corner from where I was living, right? I was living on the corner of Moira Street and Malvern Road. It's a set of flats. And um, he was living opposite Darling Railway Station, so literally eight houses away. So we get talking, and, and, and once we established where he was and where I was, you know, he, he ends up saying, listen, I, I, I've got a sanctuary out the back of the house. And I go, well, what are you talking about? He said, well, every Tuesday night, I have people come around, come and visit me out in the garage, and I'm, I'm like a medium, I channel spirits. And I thought, oh, you know, bloody hell, that's all I need. I'm not moving into your joint. That was the first thing I thought straight away. But then I said to him, well, you might be able to help me, mate. And he said, oh, yeah, what's that? And I said, well, I've got something living here in this flat. And he said, oh, okay, just wait a minute. Just let me tune in. This is whilst he's on the phone. And he goes, oh, yep, 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 it's getting stronger. Yep, yep, it's getting stronger. He said, did you know there's an ancient Aboriginal burial ground next to the creek, which is right next to the freeway in Mole? And anyone that lives around that area would know that there's a creek right next to the freeway in East Malvern, and apparently there's an ancient burial ground, right? An Aboriginal one. And he said, you've got a young boy, he's 14 years old, and he's, he said, spastic, he's brain damaged. It's like, are oh, you friggin' kidding me, mate? He nailed it. I never said anything about what my mate had said. It just gave me friggin' goosebumps. My God. So anyway, I mean, I could add a lot more to it. I could talk to you about it for bloody another hour of all the other things that happened. But um, I uh, recently, well, eight, nine years ago, I, I moved over to the other side of the city in the West. And this is in Melbourne, of course. And... Um, was a house that I bought and uh, you know since then you know, I got sort of like I got married and we had a kid and anyway each night about two or three in the bloody morning this little tiny red light it was like the size of a Jaffa I reckon would start floating around the room and it would be going from side to side slowly but it would speed up and it was right when I was waking up this would happen three or four times a week. It used to drive me nuts. And all of a sudden, this bloody red light would come right up over my face, and then bang, a face would appear. And it would scare the absolute crap out of me. My head would sink into the pillow trying to get away from it, and I would make a noise like, ugh, like this. It would always wake up my wife. And my wife would say, what's, what's going on, what's going on? And it was like a little bit too old to explain. I was sorry, babe, I just had a bad dream. You know? It's been on for like two years. It was driving me nuts until at one point this bloody red light it would show up and um, this time it was right near the door of the bedroom leading to the hallway to the bathroom that is and um, it, like I said it was always a different face and I remember the, the last time it happened it was this bloody young Asian chick she must have been about 18, 19 years old or something and bang her face was only you know half an inch away from mine and that would happen to with all these people's faces that would always show up um, anyway, I eventually, I asked that, I told my wife, I said, look, you know, this is what's going on there. My wife's from the Philippines, and, uh, you know, the Filipinos can be quite spiritual, and I said, look, this is what's going on, babe, I see this red light, and it's always a different face, and it's only inches away or an inch away from my face, it scares the friggin' hell out of me, and immediately she said, you need to go and see your mum. So my mum's dead, right, she's at the graveyard, of course, and my wife said, you need to go and see your mum. So uh, my wife never met me, mum, because she died, you know, long before we got married. So... You know, a couple of days later, we went out to the graveyard, and there's my wife, God bless her, she's bloody at the graveyard, talking to me mum, who she'd never met, saying, Mama, you know, you've got to tell the spirits to leave my my husband alone. Tell them to leave it, you know, they're not welcome, go away. And you wouldn't believe it, they never came back. Pretty cool, man. Really, really cool stuff. So a big believer in um, 
spirits and, and visiting you and all that kind of stuff, but I can understand it can be quite uncomfortable when they come and visit you because they scare the crap out of you. What I have heard, talking to some Aboriginal elders, apparently they get a bit of a kick out of scaring you. They think it's funny. This is what yeah, the Aboriginal elders have told me. Um, so they're saying, you know, don't be scared, but they just get a kick. They, they think it's really funny, you know, so good on them. Anyway, guys, you take care and um, maybe speak to you another time. See you both. Thank you, Nick, for sharing your ghostly encounter. At first, I was wondering if your encounters were just a coincidence, like the wind blowing or seeing shadows. But as you continued, it became quite obvious that you were dealing with something quite paranormal in nature. Now, if that was me, I don't know if I could have lasted the entire lease in that apartment. So kudos to you. Well, that's the show for tonight, and I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, there are a few things you can do to help support the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Secondly, you can call in and leave your experience on our hotline. Or thirdly, you can share the show around social media with your friends. That would help us out a great deal as well. But for now... Thanks for listening. I'm Cade Moyer, and this has been Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.